since we can see your that's problems. That's all I got. Hey. The best I could do. I'm having major problems. Uh, you know, that's what I've been hearing since the beginning of Fat Fish. The best you can do. Welcome to Fat Fish. I'm Brad Grunny Grumberg, a.k.a. Snacks. And that is the man himself, Eric Fish Snyder. What's little up? incognito today. A little bit. Uh, we got some problems with the internet here in Las Vegas. So I'm moving no, around. No, no, no. Tell me no. I've never heard that before. Why don't you put the bunny ears on your fucking head, you asshole? <laughs> I can't. I'm in a weird Wi-Fi thing. It's like it's almost like a poltergeist. But you see a silhouette of me, and that's better than looking at Brad with the full screen of uh, of lights. So that's the best you thing. Know what? Hey, you know, you know what? I was so excited. Uh, first of all, how are you? I am. I've had a great weekend. Great. I you did. I'm. I'm going to show you why. I got a great picture here of a young man that. It's it's uh, it you know when you when you when you talk about your family and your love for your family it's invigorating, and your dad Jerry just celebrated his ninety first birthday. Take a look at this pic of Jerry. Look at the cake. Tell me, Brad can't wait to get a piece of that. You know, look at that <laughs> there he is, ninety one. By the way, a little backstory. Uh, my brother's best friend, family friend. My dad calls him his uh, his third son, J.J. Abrams. Made that hat up for my dad. He made up a 90-year-old hat and made a 91st. And he is, J.J. Abrams is the sweetest, nicest guy. So humble, great family guy. But he has been my brother's best friend since they were five years old. They met in kindergarten. It's wonderful. Yeah. Is J.J. Abrams talented? Has he done anything in the the, the entertainment business? I don't, I don't, I, can you, can refresh us of what he's done? J.J. Abrams has done so much great stuff. He, he uh, started with Felicity. Then he went to Lost and Alias. Uh, he uh, rebooted uh, Star Trek. He Love rebooted uh, Mission Impossible. He rebooted uh, this little movie called Star Wars. You might have heard of it. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. no. But he, uh, JJ, is really good to my brother, good to me, good to everybody. I mean, he helps. You know what I like about people? They do charitable work. They do good stuff for people. They don't say anything. They, they say nothing and they don't want anything to get out because it's between them and the person. I kind of like, I subscribe to that in my life. I try to do nice things, help people, but I don't need the fanfare, you know? So like, no, you're, like you're this, humble. Like, That's like what I like about podcast. you. Like well, this fucking podcast. Well, this is the fucking charity work here. Jesus. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. The big yeah, star. You. What am I doing on this Fakakta show? What am I doing? They said, Brad says, how can we monetize this thing? I said, what do you care? All you care about is free food. You know, so. <laughs> Give me a fucking buffet. Hey, Brad, we could pay you $5,000 a week or you get <laughs> unlimited Chick-fil-A for the rest of your life. What do you think he's going to take? Don't say those magic words. Don't say Chick-fil-A oh. again. With that pickle. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> I hadn't had a Chick-fil-A until recently. And there's, they opened one up and right around Chuck's Tavern. And I, oh, my God. The the line, that the you know, the, the drive-thru was incredible. It's like... Why is it so deep? And I tried it, and I said, wow. I mean, look, I didn't make a chicken sandwich, yeah. um, which I specialize in. But the way they do it, their sauce and their pickle, oh. I don't want to get you going. This is going to give yeah, you an erection. you got to no, get no. a show going. I'm, I'm popping a chubby right now. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you don't have a picture of Chick-fil-A with, uh, with red buttons and Joe Franklin <laughs> and, and Wally George in the back of you. Wally too. George. Oh, Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... You know what you're not? You're not the incredible Mr. Limpet when you're thinking about Chick-fil-A. But I will tell you this. Your dad, give me give me a great story about Jerry Grumberg 
in inspiring you to do what you told a story on a previous podcast. You said, you know, you wanted to, you, you went to the University of Arizona, you, you got a degree, and, and then you, you know, and, and you wanted to get into acting. Give me the inspirational story that Jerry said that made you say, okay, you know what, I'm going to continue doing this um, career. Well, to be honest, my, my parents weren't too happy about me being an actor. I, I got a job. Uh, I went to the job placement program. I don't know if they have them anymore in college. And I got a job with Xerox. And I was supposed to start in Irvine, California uh, on Monday and uh, for the training for two weeks. And I was going to sell copy machines. I don't think Xerox is around anymore. No. They sold copy machines. But on Thursday, I told my grandma, who was my best friend, and my parents, I wanted to be an actor because I was in Revenge of the Nerds in college and I got my SAG card. And I said, man, I love making people laugh. Well, they weren't too happy. But, you know, in, in the end, my dad taught me something. So he's taught me so many things. One, you go to college and you will forget about your atmospheric science class. But college will, will you will retain 1% of what you learn in college. And what that 1% is to live your life. And, and college helped me live my life. It taught me how to be a man. And it taught me how to, you know, when I have a problem, my dad always said, cut it up into pieces and solve each problem and each piece one at a time. And uh, just so, so many things I live, I live by because of my dad, you know, speak now or forever hold your peace. Like if you have a problem with somebody, tell them how you really feel and then move on, you know? And uh, yeah, my dad's just, he's 91 I've been taking care of him for 10 years, or maybe he's been taking care of me. And I, I tell you, we had a great weekend. Uh, I celebrated on his birthday, July 1, with him and my mom and got him the food he wanted. I went to Krispy Kreme Donuts. He likes Krispy Kreme Donuts. I got him that. And uh, just, it just, it was a great day. And then we went yesterday to my brother's and the whole family was there and uh, we laughed and giggled. And, you know, we just, it was so much fun. And to have a great family I'm the luckiest, most grateful guy in the world. And you are. He's 91 and he's going strong. So thank God. And I know, and I know many of your family members and talk to them and, and you're all. Yeah, they, 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 they told me a lot about you too. Get rid yeah. of him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, well, you say this, is your, this, this is your way of giving back. This is your paying it forward. Carry, I, carry the fish because let's face it, Brad, if you didn't carry me, you try and eat me. That's the way, the way you are. <laughs> So well, you know, I, I look at it this way, and we'll talk about uh, my stepdad. But what you learn from your parents, you take the good from it, and you learn. You know, I didn't like the way they handled that situation. When you get older and you have wisdom in your life, I think. And I'm a parent. I didn't like the way you handled that. I'll handle it differently. But I think of the wisdom. And tomorrow, July fourth, two great men's birthday. My stepdad, I call him pops. I have a dad that I love, Marvin. You know, he. You know, I, I let my dad, Marvin. I let. One of my girlfriends <laughs> back oh, in 1983. Boy. Should I say it? <laughs> uh, well, I, it's up to you. I, it's one of the, it's an epic story. Epic, epic. Okay. I, I let my dad Marvin have his way with one of my girls I was dating back in 1983. When I was renting a beach house. That's complete bowing down to the king. All right, my stepdad Neil turns 89 tomorrow on July 4th. He shares a birthday with Al Davis. I'm a Raider fan. Look at the background. So if you have a July 4th birthday, it means what? The independence of this country. But Neil taught me a lot. He taught me. I mean, this guy was, a, was at ABC, American Broadcasting Company, for 35 years as a cameraman and technical director. So I was around the business. 
he always encouraged me to get into acting and do this because I'm because you know I'm I'm a good looking guy and I'm what? humble. But huh? I never I never was interested in that because then Brad would never get a job or his brother. So, you know, um, <laughs> but you learn you learn from your parents. And and speaking of July 4th, to segue into it, we have a lot of problems in this country. We're very divided and we stay away from politics on factish. But with these recent Supreme Court hearings, I don't want to get involved because we have a lot of it listeners and viewers that believe in what they did and a lot that don't. I will say this. What July 4th commemorates is the fact that Brad Grumberg, one of my very dear friends, he's a brother to me, and this idiot, Eric DeFish Schneider, we have the capacity to spew and bullshit on a podcast. We're in 28 countries on this planet. 28. You got to watch what you say. You got to watch what you wear. Or if someone's knocking on your door and there's no more Chick-fil-A for Brad Grumberg for the rest of his life. You know, so... You know, that's what the, this holiday means to me. Besides the fact we're going to grill. Oh, Brad, you got to come over to the house tomorrow. I'm barbecuing cowboy burgers, hot what? dogs. Vicky's making an American, like American cake with the with the, with the frosting and the blueberries on top. Um, we're having a shrimp salad, two kinds of coleslaw, two kinds of potato How many salad. People, wait, 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 wait. How many people are going to be at this shindig? Nine. Oh. You know? That means there's um, enough food for me, a little care package sending in my way, sir. Absolutely. But I don't so know what you, July 4th means to you. Yeah, we, we have a favor, before we, we talk about that stuff, could you stand up and show everybody that fantastic fucking Hawaiian shirt? Oh, my. Look at that. Yes, baby. Yeah. Oh, my. How old is that? Where did you get that? That is fantastic. Where did you? You know, you, you you used to have a shirt like this, and then Jerry got a job. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. You're gonna laugh your ass off. I got this at Target, Target. Wow! And I get more compliments when I wear it. I've yeah. got a man. I got this. It was we were having a Hawaiian night in one of the bars I was working at, and I said, oh, "I'll try try Target." They had like 18, 19 Hawaiian shirts, like eleven dollars. Target. Wow. It's Target to people like me. Yeah, when California is Target. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I was in L.A. recently, and I didn't bring the right clothing. So there's there's a Target uh, on Sepulveda between Burbank and Oxnard. It's three stories. Wonderful collection of, of clothing that you'd never know. I buy shirts there. I wear it. Hey, I go to one fish. Where'd you get that shirt? And I tell them, nah, you must have gone somewhere else. Did you go to Hugo Boss or did you go to you know, some, one of those other stores? No. Folks, you could shop yeah. and wear very, very good, very good attire at Target. Not now, Target. Can you please sponsor this podcast so I can stop carrying that this would be fantastic. Oh, Target, man, greatest store. Anything you want, you can find there. And also another great store, Costco, Kirkland. Oh. Man, I wear all Kirkland clothes. You know, I mean, great stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, you remember you before Costco? Remember how excited we got when the Price Club opened up? There was a place called the Price Club. Yes, yes. And then Costco and Sam's Club, and then you got you know now yeah, now Walgreens sells birthday cakes. I mean, come on. You know, and they're cheap and they're good. So well, let me hey. ask you, who does the shopping in the family, Vicky or you? Oh, Vicky's got a great taste for attire, yeah. extremely well. Oh, phenomenal! Oh, when yeah. I met her, yeah. she was a manager. Um, when I met her, when, when I was at Mom's, and I met her, she was a general manager of a store called Champs in Westwood. Remember Champs? Of course. Champs. Oh my goodness! So, That's where you could get all the UCLA swag, right? Oh, but but yeah. uh, but they had the coolest the, shirts. They had the great cool. pullovers. They had hoodies before they were hoodies, and yeah. and um, now nah, so she's got a great uh, look. I'm, I, I lucked out too. We talk about being blessed with family, you know. The fact that she put up with me for 34 years, the Congressional Medal of Honor, you know. Yeah, we're still trying to figure that out. 
Yeah, we're saying Vicky. Hey, yeah, talk to me because you you have the inside scoop. We're gonna do a little sports here before we get into some other stuff. You know, we Brad. I go to Brad for anything NBA, National Basketball Association, which writes now. They're going through their hot stove league. You're seeing guys moving left and right. You saw Bradley Beal going to Phoenix. Now they're yeah. talking about Dame Lillard going to either Miami or Phoenix. You know, I want to see my Lakers do something. Your team got Chris Paul, the Golden State Warriors. But there was an incident that happened with Golden State right when the season started in October, November, between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. Give me the scoop. Yeah, in practice, uh, you know, they were you know chopping it up, but – uh, they just came out because people remember, um, you know, they don't allow cell phones in practice because what happens in practice stays in practice. But uh, somebody had a cell phone and they were filming what was going on on the court. And uh, Jordan, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green were, were, you know, giving each other some shit. And I have here, let me read it. I want to quote. So, so. Jordan Poole tells Draymond Green, and I quote, I fuck more bitches at Michigan State than you did. Wow. Okay. Now, remember, Jordan Poole is just signing this huge contract, and Draymond Green is in the last year of his contract. So then he says, don't worry about it, bro. You'll be in Sacramento next year. (laughs) Okay. Now, I, listen, you know Draymond Green is not all there. He's, a, you know, remember Francis and Stripes? Remember? Yeah. Anybody who calls me Francis, I'll kill you. Oh, so There's crazy. a little of that, a little of Francis in Draymond Green. And at the end, he said something to the effect of, uh, you know, listen, get the fuck away from me. And he pushed Draymond Green. And Draymond Green, with one right cross, right to his jaw, dropped him. And that changed the course of the season for the team. And that's why I, that was one of the reasons they got rid of Jordan Poole. And I'll tell you something, Draymond Green got the last laugh. Because, you know, the bottom line is, Jordan Poole, you don't talk, listen, you don't talk shit to a guy who has five rings. And you're, I mean, you're a great player, Jordan, but Draymond Green is the fucking man. He is a defensive god. And, and it's the chemistry of the team. So Steve Kerr, said we needed, uh, and I'll quote again, Steve Kerr, my buddy, said we need a shift, not an overhaul. And they made a shift. They brought in Chris Paul. And I'll tell you something. Chris Paul might be 37, 38 years old, but he plays like like he's 30, like he's late 20s. He is in shape, and he, you give him the ball, he's going to score. I mean, he's, he makes everybody better. And that's he's a Jimmy Garoppolo, though. He, he's a great player that can't stay healthy. That's a problem. I, I Chris Paul yeah. gets injured every year in the playoffs, and Phoenix could have used him last year. What's your take? You and I trash talk each other. You've got a great sense no, of humor. I don't. I, mean, I love it, you. And it's I all fun. But a lot of guys, Jalen Ramsey, who now plays at Miami Dolphins, was a Ram cornerback, all pro, defensive back, probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Tremendous trash talking, but he can't. He, I hate the guys that give it but can't take it. You know, don't trash talk yes. if, if you can't take it and you're going to get violent over it. I mean, that just shows how immature and stupid you are. You agree? I told well in the comedy world, I'm a big Letterman fan, Johnny Carson, all these. I wasn't the biggest Leno fan. You know why? Because Leno would dish it out and he couldn't take it. Like Don Rickles would come on the Tonight Show and he would just tear. I mean, he would tear uh, Leno up. 
and Leonard was always like embarrassed. His face would get red. Jay, take it, man. Take it. You're dishing it out. You got to be able to take it. And that's me. You and I, we, 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 we go back and forth, man. I don't give a fuck what you say about me. I know you love me. Don Rickles said to me personally, face to face, he said, if you goof on your friends, your family, whoever, you love them. But if you say nothing to a person, you want nothing to do with them. That's life. You got to be able to fucking take it, man. It's a fucking joke. You love the person. That's why I love you, man. Well, what's your name, yeah, what's we, your name again? We, we, could, we could spoon each other all, all day, but people say, Fish, you've been doing podcasts now for two years, and you had this great chemistry with, with, with Runny. And I said, well, we've known each other a long time, and we just seem to hit. We have a lot of things in common. And you know what? The bottom line is we're trying to monetize a business that has 4 million podcasts. But I have so much fun doing this. It's such a stress release for me. It's so great therapy. I don't give a shit what you say about me. I know I'm good looking. I know I wear glasses that look like, you know. <laughs> What's this, wait, look, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners this thing about your ass? Now you're 62. Do you still have a great ass? Uh, I mean, you. Well, I mean, you show me a picture of your ass, you know, at, at mom's saloon. That was 1983. Yeah, Come but on. you keep telling me you have a great ass. I mean, is it hard? I do tushy tucks where you stand. This is a tushy tuck. Yeah, yeah, show, me a, yeah show me a tushy tuck. Well, can you see it? Let me go down. Uh, no, go farther towards uh, the Raider Raider Nation there. There we go. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Okay, go. You take this go is where you stand. Yeah. You do this. You do Oh, so you totally get the like contour of the butt, oh. and the whole butt cheek goes up and down. You feel the nice pull in there. That's a tushy tuck. I do a thousand of those probably a day. I'll you stand behind the bar at Chuck's yeah. and just start doing tushy tucks. And not customers don't think I have OCD or some kind of Tourette's syndrome. What's this guy doing? Um, I'm proud of my ass. You know, I'm an ass man. I could be an ass, and I have an ass, and you know, it works. I um, like it. We, we you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I might embarrass you right now, but. You know, I, I looked at people in your family and, and the transformation that they've had physically is phenomenal. We got to work on your ass. You got the face. You got the James Gandolfini look. But let's face it, your ass has its own zip code. You know, <laughs> you have an ID oh, for your ass. ass. Oh, by the way, this is Brad Grumberg, whatever, 1961. And this is my ass, you know. And um, we'll no, work I, on I, I think I like I, I, So you're an ass man. So what you're saying is, you're happily married, but when you look at a woman or a guy, you look at their ass first? No. I, well, you know, it's funny. I always thought this. Whenever I meet a guy, yeah. all right, it's fist pump, shake hands, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I've noticed this in the bar business. Whenever a woman meets a woman, they do the, they, this is the first thing they do. They check them up and down. It's, it's yeah. so, I mean, because women are in such competition. Guys don't care. I don't care what a guy, I don't look at a guy's ass. I don't look at, you know, now, when we had we had we had a Chippendales night at Mom's Saloon. I'll get some pics of that. We had an ass competition, and I beat this guy out named Tom Fransman, who was a dancer. Uh, and you know, so you, we we got into it. But as far as no, I don't look. I never looked at a guy. I never looked at anybody and say, "What do you look like?" I don't care. What comes? How many times have you met a woman that is drop dead gorgeous, and they're the biggest, you know what, bitches on the planet? And same with girls meeting guys. He got the guy's gorgeous, but he opens his mouth and ah. Oh, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why you that, get that's women. That's, that's why you I, get women. I mean, the, the the kind of women Brad gets. I've been, but Brad, if you walk into Canner's famous Canner's Deli on Fairfax, and the, and every waitress there or server is 108 years old, 
Brad's dated most of them, okay? Because <laughs> they forget they forget what he looks like in the morning. They're and good two, friends. They're just good friends, Fish. Dude, no, no, how many times have you catered a Grumberg family dinner with women you slept with in delis with potato lockers and salamis and corned beef and canada lock and knishes? <laughs> and they have no... Brad, where'd you get all this food from? Her name was Sophie. Line. I have what? a great line. I want to tell you my great line. So... You know, there's a guy, you know, I'm talking to him and his girl and his girl's so fucking hot, right? So I look at the girl and I go, why, why fish? I mean, and then I go, fish, you must have a huge fucking Johnson because, listen, Susie, you're not with fish for his fucking personality, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's personality because I worked, with, listen, I worked in a strip club for 15 years. I know one thing. After the looks and the and the great abs and the body and the big tits and the ass, you better have fucking some game behind it. Because guess what? That doesn't last very long. Looks don't last very long, right? I'd rather uh, be <laughs> I'd rather be Fat Freddy over here, right here. And you know, I got game, man. I got game. I'm not the most gorgeous guy in the world like you. And I'm an ass like I'm you. not the most gorgeous guy. Right? Hey, we, we're talking about looks and I totally agree with you. It's all about personality. It's all about this. It's all about. Go ahead. You've talked you about this. You've got to have confidence in yourself, no matter what you look like and who you are, right? Two things. You got to be cocky and confident compared. Um, this is for the younger listeners compared to cocky and arrogant. And if you can make a, this is the one thing you've got going that I want to learn and I have to polish up my game. If you can make a woman laugh by being yourself, just make them laugh. They love that because they've heard every, every woman has heard every fucking line there is, you know? I still hear this at the bar. I still hear guys say to the girls, first time, the first time here, come here often. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? And, oh, let me ask you this. On, the, on that, because we have a couple of subs you're gonna get to and you get, get my stupid ass brain going. I, you know what's a new thing I'm seeing that concerns me? Cause I know you and I are old school when it continues. I can't believe how many times I see first dates walk into a bar and the girl ends up paying for the date or the guy looks at the check and says, and he itemizes it. You know, you had the bacon oh. wrap shrimp and a, and a diet soda and oh. I had the Stella Artois and, and, and the chicken pasta. And look on the girl's face is like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, and I never, I, I'll, I'll brag about this. I don't think I've ever, ever, no, I know I have. I've never made a woman pay for a first date ever or second. You wait, you're telling me that these guys go Dutch. They go, OK, you owe this and I owe that. I mean, or or they're just itemizing it like, OK, just to make sure the bill's right. Or the, the, the check comes and they you remember the Larry David episode in the first season where they went out that couple all the time. And the guy yeah. always went to the bathroom when the check came on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, yes, yes. yes. They'll look at, a guy will go to, they'll go to the bathroom, which is number one, red flag. Number two is the check will come. All right. This, here. Make believe that's a check. That, okay. That's a check, right. okay? Yeah. It'll come. And, and the guy's sitting like this. Oh, God, hey, no. Hey, did you see, did you see the, the Warriors tonight? They beat the Phoenix in double overtime. And she wants to get out of there. And all of a sudden, she'll just go for her for a visa card, and I feel horrible. It's it's awkward, you know. And this net this is something for the younger listeners that say to me, "What was it like when you grew up?" I just think it's something instilled in you. It's a, it's it's not being, you know. The, well, the man's the man, the woman's the woman. I know women are independent nowadays, but if you're a guy, if you want a chance to get a second date or at least try and get a first a one night stand or whatever, pay for the fucking check, buddy. I. 
totally agree. Now, you, some of these guys, you know, they'll atomize, they'll make sure the check's right, this and that. You know you're not getting a good tip, right? Right away, you know you're getting fucked. Because if they're itemizing the check, they're not throwing you 30, 40%, right? Are they throw? What do they throw? What's the worst tip you ever got? Did somebody? I mean, probably some people have stiffed you before, right? Yeah. Well, every everyone's gotten stiffed in any any restaurant, any bar. But I, I have a great attitude. Whatever I get is more than I walked in with, you know. And for every shit stiff, you got ten people to take care of. You. It, it's it. about volume. I don't care about that. As long as you know, and this is the standard line, you gave the best service you can get, and the food got out there, and you're you know you're getting their drinks out there. You you. you at, I hate to use this line because it's a cliche, but at the end of the day, you did your job. If they don't tip you, you know, um, uh, I had a guy real quick. I had a guy back. God, I was working at Oasis, I think, back in, wow, in the late 90s. And he's playing. I don't see him walk in. And he hits a $4,000 royal, which is a taxable. You know what a taxable is? Is that the government gets to fill out a slip and the, you can't pay them the jackpot because they have to fill out a slip because it's taxed, right? The guy says to me, Hey man, I didn't want to hit this four grand. I, I didn't know I was playing dollars. I said, well, congratulations. You won four grand. I'll make a long story short. He goes, well, I, I don't, I don't want it. I, I don't want it. I said, two things are going to happen. I, I'll call the gaming commission and they'll be down there in 22 minutes and they're going to rule against you. Or they're going to, or they're going to say, Hey, you know, the, the, the place will, will, will give you back the original buy-in and the place keeps it the jackpot. He goes, call gaming. Wow. 25 minutes. Guy walks in. He does the same scenario I just did. And the guy takes takes the jackpot, right? He tips me a dollar on oh, four grand. But you get tipped off the machines. And he says, here, he goes, he goes, call, call what was the line he gave me? Call your mom and tell her to get in another business because guys like me, you'll never make a living. The guy, I've never seen the guy before. He leaves, he wow. comes back in the bar and goes, who the fuck slashed my tires? Because the whole bar is watching us. I go, I don't know who the hell you are. Nice people know who the hell you are. You gave me a New York ID, right? Yeah. So he goes, well, you have a phone so I can call a, a tow truck? And I give him the dollar back. And I said, here, go to Walmart and get four quarters. Good luck. And I hope Oh, that's you great. Oh, so that's you, sometimes great. you get redemption from idiots. Never see the guy again. But, yeah. you know, look, 95% well, of the well, time. Let's, let, let, let's break this down. The guy was pissed that you called the gaming commission. That's he why told he me to. He said, no, call no, but he didn't think you were really going to do it. Listen, fuck him. What a moron. You, you give you a couple hundred, whatever, and you call it a day. The guy walked in with nothing. He got four grand. The government got their cut and he walks out. He tips you. Everybody, you know, everybody's happy. Yeah. Listen, Explains me for getting his tire side. I've never seen this guy. Never yeah. saw him since. So yeah. that's I, karma, I have karma, for that karma. one story. I got a hundred stories. Brad comes in exactly. I want to say about exactly a year ago, stories. Brad comes to Shucks. Brad Don't comes tell to my Shucks. stories. I've never seen, well, no, it's a great story. And I hadn't seen you in a long time. And we're doing, we're trying Thank to put up this I got project. training order ended. Yes. Well, I get there late. I said, I'm a late. And, you, and of course, Brad brings donuts. He's going to shoot this documentary. Interview me about a bar that I worked at, Mom's Saloon. And every two servers, no, a server, a buster, and a bartender said, who's this guy? I said, why? He goes, he walks in, he threw us a 20 right away. And I said, he gets it, you know, Brad gets it. And that's, you know, there, there's a lot of people like you out there in this business. And that's why we do it. And look, you know, you, you being in the business, you, you manage strip clubs, you had people that were great tippers and people that weren't. But again, if I can give any advice, whatever you walk, 
out with is more than you walked in with and be grateful. And I was there. I was a, a busser. I was a bartender. I was a waiter. And that 20 goes a long way because I needed them, you know, I needed them to be there if I needed them during the the interview and uh, they deserved it. I mean, uh, you know, you open up with the 20, man, that's how it goes. That's how we do it. If you have it, I'm grateful that I had it that day. And, uh, and it was well, well, yeah. two days, buddy. We had, I mean, we got some great stuff on you. Well, it's not and, that the reason why you had it, because you came fr- straight from the airport to Shucks and you didn't, you, you didn't hit a script club first or else I never would have saw you. <laughs> And also, you told me you were going to pick up my tab with all the food I ate. I did. I know. I'm saying you did. That's why I had the extra cash. I went broke. <laughs> I, of course. I heard the owners were all over you. What the fuck happened last No, they all. No, they, they said, when's Brad coming back so we could order more food from U.S. Foods? I tell you that story all the time. Yeah. You <laughs> ate more Philly cheesesteaks than people in Philadelphia that day. Oh, you know, so. Those wings were so good. Oh, oh, food. Every the food, food right, right here. You know, when we, when we, when we finally get something going. For this great production company, you know, We're and somehow trying, someone subscribes on YouTube and someone buys this thing. I love to cater everything. I'm, I'm going to kiss ass here, but I'm I'm biased. It's the best. It's the best food. It is it on really my is. side of town. That's Every bar town. on my side of town. Every bar has great food. They do. Yeah. I've eaten in Timbers and Standard and Copper Keg and the still all great food. No one has Shucks's food because it's so diverse. It, worse. We're, we're, we're seafood's our concept, right, Brad? Try uh, our nachos. Yes. I've had met, I got guys that I've had people that manage um, on the border a Mexican restaurant not far from us and say, Your nachos and tacos and your chicken tacos, your shrimp tacos are better than us. That's wow. a testament to that joint. And I, I'm proud of it. And I'm, do I sound like I'm kissing that? I don't have to kiss that. If you, if you know, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, you Brad, know, why don't you, just, couple, why don't you say couple. something? Why don't you do something? Why don't you tell, Everybody that comes to Shucks comes up to your bar and says, hey, I heard your podcast. You were great. And then buy him a drink and I'll pay for it. No, we'll pay for it. We'll okay. pay for it. Good. I, saying, I did that before. Get some people right. who it, are it, listening to, to our Shucks podcast to Shucks. Because I'm telling you, I've been to so many bars, restaurants, nightclubs. I have never had better service, better food, except the fucking bartender will not stop fucking talking. Jesus Christ. Who was that? that? No, no. If you come into Shucks when I'm working on there Wednesday through Saturday graveyard, mention you saw this podcast. I'll buy you a drink. Okay, that's great. If if Brad ever comes in while we're working, you got to buy him dinner. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I uh, I might be uh, you know coming into town in about a month, and we're gonna have some great stuff going because of course I'm gonna come see you every night. Uh, But number two, I'm going to Wet Republic. It's on my uh, bucket list of life. And I'm getting a cabana. You're going to be there with me. And I want you to witness the great Brad Grunny Grunberg, a.k.a. Snacks, hit on women. What do you think? I'm a single guy. I'm single, ready to mingle by the wet Republic pool. And, of course, one of our guests, Vanessa Saros, works there. And, damn, she's going to introduce me to some of her, uh, uh, her friends. Let's 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 recreate the, the movie Hitch with Will Smith and and I'm Will Smith and you're Kevin James and I'll guide you in what to say because no. I, I I can only imagine the look on your <laughs> face when a girl walks by and she's got the double forty twos the seven hundred cc's of silicone the tight thong on and you get like Mark Ratner was in the movie <laughs> Fast Times Ridgemont High. Oh, don't talk about Fast Times. I love you. 
I mean, you know, I, I, I know you got to give the gab, but you have that look on your face of of, of complete. Um, do you remember the scene in Rudy? John Favreau, a good friend of yours, played one of his first films. He he hired Rudy, Sean Astin's character, to meet girls. And Rudy walks up to a girl and goes, this is, she goes, the girl walks up and goes, do I know you? And his name was Debo. And he's like this. And he goes, yeah, because yeah, he just was never, he could, he had the biggest mouth on the planet, but when a good looking girl walked over, he went, you know, I creepy. Tell, I, I, it's funny, I have a great uh, John Favreau story. Oh. Okay. John Favreau is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Just a regular guy, guy's guy you can go drinking with. So I got a pilot uh, with Disney called, um, uh, it was Desert, uh, not, let's see, De Desert Heat. And I was, a, I played an Elvis impersonator who was a, uh, <laughs> a I, I still bars, and he was the star of it. So after the pilot, after my scenes, he walks me out to my car and he, I say, hey man, it was so great working with you. He goes, damn. And this is all about luck and timing. He goes, I wish I met you six months ago because um, I did a movie. I don't know how it's going to do. I, I would have put you in as my buddy. Oh my God. I just wish uh, swingers. I know. I know. Vince Vaughn made his career. And he, we, you know, every time I see him, we laugh about it. I go six months if I would have met him and done the pilot, uh, so you would have been. Remember that you would have been money. You would have oh, been money, buddy. Been, money. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, Ron Livingston got a start. Ron Livingston, great actor. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, it was so great. Just hitting the bars. Heather Graham, I got a huge crush on Heather Graham. I yes, mean, she was there. She played Roller Girl in Boogie Nights, and I won't tell you the kind of you know. I, I'm like you when you see a girl when I watch that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, she well, was, yeah. Ugh. Heather Graham, uh, did you toss your salad in the uh, in the bathroom at Chuck's after you saw that movie? Well, I saw a movie in 1997. No, I don't give away. I don't toss any salads that you could eat. All right, so, <laughs> food food's precious in our life. But isn't hey. toss salad? It's not. It's not jerking off, isn't it? Isn't something else? Isn't it the? I don't know. You tell me. You know, you do it more than I do. I have somebody, a wife. I don't know. Somebody told me uh, a friend of mine who was in prison said, "When you toss a salad, you don't want that. No, that's not good." <laughs> Hey, uh, Fatfish Seventeen! Can't believe we've done seventeen episodes. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a guest next Monday. We took the we're gonna chop it up because it's a holiday and we're celebrating July Fourth. And God bless God bless Jerry and Sandy Grumberg for having three wonderful kids and all those grandkids. Um, you know, when you have a when you have a family like yours, Brad, and you you could still celebrate your parents. It's the greatest blessing on the planet. And I see your dad. And before I get into the Fatfish Seventeen, when I ask you questions. He's always jocular, which means he's always happy. He's always doing this, and I, I guarantee. I, I and well, what's the one thing I saw a video? I don't want to put it on there, but I because it's kind of personal. And he said every single person called me today. So that's great. Now, how many grandsons does he have? Four, five, five. No granddaughters, right? Not yet. Well, yeah, yeah. You're the next. If I have a kid, or if I have a kid, so let me let me about. ask you this. He's got five grandsons. Be honest with me. Five grandsons, three handsome kids. And Greg, Tiffany, yourself. Has Tiffany been spoiled because she's the only girl? Tiffany is uh, a really special person. She uh, she takes care of everybody, her family. For my, she takes care of my mom and my dad. She is she is the salt of the earth. But yeah, I don't know about spoiled. She listen. She was the baby girl, so she's the youngest. So of course, probably. 
Probably. Yeah, she's great. Uh, every, every, every time I put something on Facebook, she likes it. You know, I know she's. If I put a plate of poop and a cup of pee on there, like it. Yeah. Way to go, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I got, I got, I got some for you. You did yeah. so great with this because if you're, you know, Brad's got the, the gift of improv. So I'll give him, and he's gonna do this to me one time. So I write down these little things, little questions, and let's. By see the way, do you have gel in your hair? Do you have gel in your hair today? I have a little gel in my hair because I, I, it oh. was, it's puffing out, and oh, then yeah, I start. Yeah, it's a okay. hundred and. It's a hundred and uh, right now it's a hundred and ten degrees out in Las Vegas. Oh boy! I like so I need this to keep the uh, yeah, keep like the sweat keep, keep the sweat intact. Yeah, I like it. Okay, go ahead. What do you got? What do you got for me? Baby? All right. Are you one of these guys that's into holistic medicine, or you do take meds? Mm. Uh, meds. Okay. No holistic meds. Okay. Me too. Do you know why? Do you know why? Yeah. Yeah. Give me. Give me. We one time. of the reasons is because Steve Jobs, I think should still be with us he went holistic when he got cancer and he didn't go uh you know traditional or you know and he's no longer with us so i think no but i mean i'm not I, i'm not down on holistic but for me meds yeah i like i like what's Wait, happening do, today do, you need, the, do you need to get that is that papa john's pizza uh, oh, yeah no i think oh, oh grubhub okay <laughs> okay <laughs> You're the only guy I know who calls in a to-go order somewhere. They know you by name. It could be anyone. They know. They, they, all, they I know me all around. I cook on Wok Chinese on Robertson. And... <laughs> Is this you, Grunny? Yeah, all right. Hey, hey Grunny, we know. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a new you person extra, answering the phone. Yeah, you want you know? the extra spicy mail? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God bless. Taylor Swift or Katy Perry? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I love Taylor Swift because she's so nice. J.J. Abrams' daughter, Gracie Abrams, is opening for Taylor Swift on her world tour. Yes. Good. Great. Plug it out. Oh, she's talented. And I just hear from everybody I talk to how nice Taylor is. But I, I, like, I like Katy Perry. She's funny. You know, Katy Perry makes fun of herself a lot. You know, when I watch her on Idol, that's tough. Probably both. She's the only girl I know. She was pregnant on Idol, and I don't watch it. My wife watches, but because you've got to watch this episode, and she's real uncomfortable. And yeah, and um, who's a country guy in there? Luke something? Luke Bryan? Uh, Luke Bryan? Yeah. Says Katie, you okay? And she goes, I have to fart, and I just lo I, I love that because you yeah, don't hear about great. women. That's great. You know that is, isn't it? And I love yeah. and you love Lionel Richie. Who does? Oh God, the Commodores, you know, baby. You know we're gonna see the reason why Brad's coming to town before we get to these other thing uh, subjects is that. Uh, the, one of the greatest moments in my podcast in life was Brad's very good friend with Tony Orlando. I'm a huge, and then I, then I get a chance to meet the guy on the podcast and learn about his life and his dedication to the military. And you listen to him sing. I, so you go, I go right back to YouTube after the show, listen to Candida, you know, tire yellow room on the old OT. He's going to be in town at the South point, I believe August 3rd and 4th. And we're going to between wet Republic and Brad, eating everything at Chuck's and going to strip clubs <laughs> and getting Asian hookers. We're going to fit in Tony Orlando and Don with my wife. and Brandon. Not in that order. Sorry, Tony. Yeah. I think the Asian hookers are first. By the way, um, Tony is excited to see us. I, I, I called him just to secure the tickets. And uh, we're going backstage and uh, we're doing the whole nine. Not for you, but for Vicky. Oh, because I think no, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky will take them. Vicky will love, uh, just love everything know, about it. Love the, the podcast. Well, I bring up, I bring up Tony Orlando because you brought up Lionel Richie, and there's a guy we we both saw when we were younger, and they're still bringing it. You know, like uh, you, you'll still bring it. Like Rickles brought it into his 90s. Look at Mel Brooks nowadays. I mean, it's, or, uh, Tony Bennett's incredible. I mean, yeah, it's I it's nuts. 
it's 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 crazy. How about Dick Van Dyke, 90, 99? Uh, how about Norman Lear, 100 years old? I mean, God bless. it's beautiful. God bless. That's Mor- Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's Morgan like every president Freeman. of the oh. United States. I love Morgan Friedman. Oh, yeah. the best, the best. All right, yeah, let's, I mean, let's continue with this. I got a little, little, little dissertation. I'm going to read to you and think you like it. Please are don't. you a, now? You, you have the luxury of this because you live in L.A. Are you an ocean guy? or Are you a swimming pool? Um, swimming pool, but I like to look at the ocean. You know my dream. You know what I love to do? I love to go to Hawaii, the Kahala Hilton. It's now named something else, and go under an umbrella. I'm not a big sun guy. And I like to put my toes in the sand and have a uh, a Tito's pineapple and cranberry. That's my happy place. And that's I'm with where you. all the stress goes away. And I just I'm look at you. the palm trees and I look at the ocean. But look, you think, do you really think for a minute that if I went in the ocean, I am, I mean, every fucking animal in that ocean would be looking at me salivating. The sharks, the whales, everything. The jellyfish, they go, look at this fucking piece no, of I, I disagree. I think what? if you go and there's an old line, there's an old line. You know, you know why you know why sharks don't kill lawyers in the in, right. in the in the common courtesy. I think oh, I think I think a whale or a shark sees you in there and they said, you know yeah. what, let Brad eat also. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I'm not a big ocean guy, but I love to look at the ocean. Yeah, who doesn't? It's just so I, I miss it so much living out here. Party tonight. I'm going to Malibu, by the way. I oh. have a fraternity take brother. Picks. Take pics. Of course, I'll take some pics. But uh, there's two parties that, okay, so I'm excited to my buddy Jay Stein, greatest guy. He invited me to his Malibu party tonight. But I went to a party years ago and uh, this guy, he does, you know, who remained nameless. He hired Snoop Dogg to DJ. And how much do you think Snoop Dogg charges to DJ your party? It's different than if he sings his own songs. Just DJ old school 70s and 80s, uh, 80s music. How much? Six figures. Six figures. He's 100 Gbos. That's six figures. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was just, my buddy wanted me to be security and have a good time. So I was on the side of the uh, house when. Uh, the manager was uh, getting the getting the cash, and this is hilarious. He's counting the fucking money, and he goes, "You just you stiffed me a hundred. He had to count it again. Wait, you're getting a hundred fucking Jibos, and you're worried about a hundred bucks? It was crazy. I'm laughing. Oh God! I'm like, oh, but he, he, that must have really been the cool. same guy that stiffed me on the four grand. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same dude. He's his manager. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, is it better to is it better to have sex on the first date? Or are you into the courtship? Stupid question. I have to ask you. That. Uh, depends on the person. Depends on the uh, the Asian hookers first date. That's a hooker. It's not, it's not a date. It's not a date with a hooker. You schmuck. Come on. Date Wait, what? It's not a date with a hooker. You're paying for it. Pay for it anyway. I'm paying. I'm paying them to leave. That's what it's. All you know. About. I think we've all had one night stands, and I think if it, it it's weird when it. Okay, I liked her. It was great. Everything tasted good and smelled good, and we had a great time. We went to we went to deli in the morning and had breakfast afterwards. But I think as relationship builds up from that, it's like how many guys has she been with, you know, on the first dates? Where a courtship is, she's she's making you wait for it. You know, I that's my experience, and and let's build something to get to know each other better. But you know, when I was no, younger, yeah. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, I agree with that because if you meet somebody that's special, it's you, it's you, it's you're willing to wait. You know, you're willing to wait to that 
the right time. I, you know, I've talked to people, oh, when you met your wife or you met a girlfriend, oh, she wouldn't give it up. She, we waited and waited and on the seventh date, you know, I'm, a, I'm big into kissing. If, if somebody doesn't like kissing, that's, that's, an, that's definitely a red flag for me because kissing is, I think, what it's all about, you know, but a lot of people don't like to kiss and they're not really good at it. Are you a good kisser, Fish? I think so. I like it too. I think it's the best part of foreplay. You could turn a girl on. Yeah. Time yeah. If you know yeah. how to kiss. I mean, I, you've all had girls. We've all, have you ever had a kiss a girl who's like Jabba the Hutt? Remember Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> God, yeah. You know, yeah. and, but you know, it's, and it's, yeah. no, it's, 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 it's the one thing about with being with, with, with whoever you're going to be with is the sensuality of, of the foreplay. That's, that's a turn on. And, you I know, do. like I said, when, when, if we can get someone at Wet Republic to give you sensuality, you might miss the concert. All right, let, let me set the scene for you. Wet Republic, uh, I think we're going, uh, let's see, we're going to go, oh, we're going Sunday, Sunday the, uh, Sunday the, the, the 6th, yeah. 6th, okay. so we're, And all of a sudden you see me mac dadding one hot looking girl. You're like, Grunny, what are you doing? I turn around, can you leave me alone? I'm busy. Um, I, seriously, you could take you, you, you take some notes, man. I am nineteen eighties or right now. Eighties, me too. Simpler time, better time. Uh, I don't. You know what really bothers me, and I could talk about this: the bullying on social. People bullying people. You know, people are in the basement of their of their parents' house talking all kinds of smack, never showing their face, you know, and it really bothered me. And, and these young kids, the young kids, I, I just, man, it really, you know, a lot of kids are, you know, they're, they're taking their own lives. I have a dear friend that his daughter took her life because of the bullying. And it just, oh man, I just want to, I'm a big Will Smith fan, even though the slap, but I want to, I want to Will Smith a few people, a lot of people, because well, the bullying is unfair and it, it's just terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. That's why social media, you know, it's 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 good in a lot of ways and bad in a lot more ways. Yeah. It's, Steve, it's, you brought up Steve Jobs earlier, and he he had his famous quote is, "I think I have the greatest invention ever. I also think I created a real bastard because he saw, you know, humans throughout the human time. And I would get philosophical here. We're always at war with something. We're we're mean to each other, and and." Yeah. You know, the, the great line in War of the Worlds, the original H.G. Wells, was that the reason why they, they came here is because they lost all the natural resources on their planet and they studied us and they couldn't believe we killed each other. So they're going to help us do it. You know, they just think we, we didn't deserve our planet because so many of us are so devious. And 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 you see it now with what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia. You're right. 80s are now. I'll tell you about the 80s. Is that no? The people weren't as sensitive as they are now. You walked into a bar, maybe Mom's Saloon. I could say to Brad, "You want to do a VO and seven? You want to bump?" And I could put a line of coke on the bar, and you go, and "No one gives a shit." All right. Wow. Back back in the early '80s, a guy named Kenny Staber, one of my favorite quarterbacks, my idols. One time, it's late '70s, early '80s. He's standing on the sideline. They're beating the Browns thirty-eight nothing. He's got a Coors in one hand and a cigarette in the other, and no one cared. Now, if, they did, if a guy did that now of 38 nothing, they crucify him. So, But what's great about now is that we can do podcasts and that the, the fact that for you, there's an app called Tinder. Come on. If you're 60 years old back in 1980, you're in trouble, buddy. 
The LA Times classified is going to do you no good. <laughs> but wait, wait a minute, but you know, it, you know, LA, LA Weekly, they had personal ads. I, I did an experiment. I went on LA Weekly and I put an ad in there and I went on 92 dates and I logged each and every date and I still have it somewhere of oh, what man. happened. And it's Get amazing. That. And I, I'm still friends with some of the girls I went out with. And also there was something called the Jewish Journal that was, you know, looking, no, young, handsome Jews looking for uh, other Jewish ladies. Oh, yeah. let me jump in on that. Yeah, I, I, I probably went there. You know what a lot of the, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, Rob Lowe did this. A lot of people, no, was it Rob Lowe? Who told me this? It was an actor that came in the moms. The Stephen Wise Temple up on Mulholland. That's my Jewish, temple. That's my a, temple. Remember, remember they had a Jewish dance night? Yes. And yes. All, all the guys who go with all the guys that weren't Jewish would go to that dance because there's beautiful Jewish girls there. I know. You know? And I'll figure and uh it, I just thought that was a fun. I went to that dance. That was a lot of fun. I went there oh, yeah. a couple of times in the eighties. I went a couple of times, yeah. That's that's my temple, Rabbi Zeldin. Uh November fifth, nineteen seventy-seven, baby. Don't mess with nice. me, baby. Oh, man, that's my bar mitzvah day. I became a man, but there was a problem. I'm more spiritual. I, I've told the story many times. but So you meet the rabbi a week before you you, 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 you have your bar mitzvah. And uh, Rabbi Zeldin, Bradley, <laughs> congratulations. Eight years of Hebrew school. Next Saturday, you're going to be a man. Thank you, Rabbi Zeldin. I read your speech. It was very funny. I liked it. Thank you, sir. One week, next week, I'm in my three-piece Pierre Cardon suit from Saks Fifth Avenue, looking good. I'm up there on the, on the dais with my dad and looking out. There's my grandma, my friends, my cousins. Oh, best day of my life. Then the rabbi comes in last. I'm the first bar mitzvah, 10 a.m., Stephen S. Wise Temple. And he comes up on the dais. He bows to my dad. He looks at me. He looks at the uh, cantor. And he, looks, and he leans down. He goes, What's this kid's name again? <laughs> I swear to God. I heard that. And my dad looks at him and goes, you want me to get your name right on the check, right? He goes, I have a lot of bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. Then have a fucking cheat sheet, motherfucker. Oh, man. So I, I'm a very, I'm more uh, spiritual than religious from okay. that day. You know? What about nowadays? As far as two, two more, well, two more. A heartfelt story. And then you're on to the next Okay. I, I well because it, 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 it some of these subjects that we talk about is what we we experience as younger people, yeah. and now it's so easy because it because of because of this because of the computers and social right. media right. and the apps everything's apps right now. Do you miss? Are you in the writing letters still, or are you into email? Um, I am into email, but if somebody if something is very special. Um, a special event or a special person, I might get out the old, uh, uh, you know, pad of paper and a pen and, and jot down a note and send it on or, or a card, a thank you card or that kind of thing. But usually email. Yeah. I'm email. guilty. I used to love to write letters. I can't tell you the last time I mailed a letter to someone because mm -hmm. it's so easy to go on their email and you, you're saying the same things you want to say in the letter. Right. I think it's a lost art. I think it's, it, you know, it's more sincere if you take the time to write a letter, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and go to a mailbox and, and do it. The That's last funny. one. Yeah, it's what? funny you say it. Um, my dear friend, uh, Dave Linden, I think you met him. He lives in Vegas. An incredible yeah. guy. Better than you, of course. 
And uh, he wrote, he writes cards and he wrote my dad this heartwarming card for his 91st birthday. My dad had tears in his eyes. I think there's, there's a, the lost art of sending cards and really putting the pen to, to paper. We got to bring that back in some way. Okay. Last one. And this, this refers to the, to, to the deuce. Public restrooms or do you hold it in? Oh gosh, that's great. My buddy always said, I will never leave the house until I, I put the kids in the pool. Okay. <laughs> that's my buddy, Mike Nathan. <laughs> they I call him Nate. That. He goes, oh, I yeah. drop the kids in the pool before I go to work. I love that. Right. Love Thank it. you, Nate. I, yes, I, man, that, that's a good question. I, yeah, I, 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 I do all my business at home or I hold it in, but if I have to, if I have to, I go, I shit right in my pants. That's Chuck funny. Tavern has the That's cleanest restroom. I Chuck Chuck's Tavern, and this is a, this is how yeah, you yeah. this is how you could judge a restaurant is how clean it when you walk in. The re, go to the restrooms real quick. If there's shit everywhere and there's yeah. paper towels and crap in the toilet, get out of there. Chuck's Tavern has the cleanest restroom, and I'm saying I bet they're so on at these busters. Kudos to these guys. They'll come in. The first thing they say to me is, "Fish, we took a look. I, I'm big on the restrooms. Right, the restrooms are great. There's times that they had to use it." But the one thing you hate when I have to use it, because you have to, you gotta go, you gotta go, is you pull out those ass gaskets, you know. I used to call them uh-huh. <laughs> I used to call them the campaign hats for politicians. You know when you put it on the on the bowl? How many times you put it on the bowl and you're putting your you're pulling your pants down and the toilet to- automatically flushes and pulls it in, you know? It, it happens me, all yeah. the time. Because my big fear is sitting on that toilet. I've always told about my mom, rest in peace, Roberta, miss you. She says, well, if, if you use a public restroom, honey, put paper down. Just, don't sit in that toilet. You can catch something. I go, mom, I've, the women I've been, been with, if I haven't caught anything <laughs> before I got married, but she was dead. So I'm... You I know what I hate? Go ahead. You know what I hate, Fish? I hate when I put that the gasket down and as we get older, our ball sack goes into the water. You know how this is. No. The ball sack hits the water and you're like, yeah, my mom just looked at me and walked by. Mom, the ball sack goes in the water and the ball sack goes in the water and it's very uncomfortable. But I agree. It's like Kramer on Seinfeld. You got to see the bathrooms. They're so, they're, they're immaculate. I mean, you judge, yes, you judge a place or a hotel by the bathrooms. I totally, or when you go into your room, in a hotel, like in Vegas, I go check out the bathroom right away to see how. Right away, and I always. There's another thing. Whenever I see my uh, the housekeeping, I always give them a twenty to say thank you. Yeah, and they always put extra towels for me, or or you know, make sure it's extra clean because you know I'm going to be living in the in that room. I'm not telling anybody where I'm staying. I'm kind of like a I'm like a rock star. You know, people will come to that hotel when I'm in town in August, and you know they'll try to see me, meet me, or maybe take my picture. Uh, of me putting uh, my ball sack in the water. Oh, that's funny. That's a good that, call. It's true. The ball sack. That, you know, that, I, it gets, that's got to be. It, it that, gets, that's never happened to me yet. Oh, I want to tell you something. I want to leave you with this because I wrote something called Something Fishy because I have a problem with the bastardization of the English language. I think we have a serious issue with connotation. So I'm going to read something to you I wrote. And I'm not in the writer's guild, so I won't get in trouble. But I want your take on this. Okay. For example, Brad, let me finish. You don't take a shit. You leave a shit. Where are you taking it? Need it to go box? When you say, I don't give a shit, of course you don't. Who are you giving it to? 
we can wrap it up in a Louis Vuitton fancy gift bag. Oh, look, the McDonald's for their wedding are they're registered over at Beth Bad Beth and Beyond. Let's go online and give them a bit gift basket of shit. You don't do that. Then we have bullshit, we have horse shit, and we have chicken shit. How is horse shit any different from chicken shit and bullshit? I don't understand. But the most perplexing usage of the word shit is in the restaurant business when a server or bartender will ask a customer, and you've done this, hey, how is your spicy rigatoni? And the customer looks at you and goes, this dish is the shit. There is not a culture on this planet that eats shit or a restaurant that has shit on the menu item. Now, there's a more examples of how the word shit is used in subtext. Quote, up shit creek. No, not the wonderful comedy on Netflix, but an actual creek where the water is flowing with shit. I don't think so. Also, I'm up to here with this shit. Shit if I know. Eat shit and die. Same shit every day. I'm scared shitless. Talking shit. Look at this shit. I'm sure your audience has many other monikers of shit. Brad, we have to sort this out. You're more learned than I am. You have a lot of sources. You have you write. You're in a guild. You have scripts all the time. Could be because to be brutally honest with you, I've had enough of this shit. Wow, that's great, man. That's great. Well, I can say one thing. Fat fish number seventeen is in the books, and this was the fucking shit today. <laughs> I'm Brad Grunny Grunberg, aka Snacks, and that is Eric Fish Snyder. We'll see you on number 18 next Monday. Have a great week. Have a safe fourth. Thanks, Fish. And happy birthday to Jerry and Neil. And may you, are you both sick? Not land in the water, goddammit. <laughs> Have a happy buddy. fourth. Brad, I love you. You too, buddy. I'll see you soon. Take Brett care. Republic. Brett Republic and Tony Lander oh, can't, can't come soon enough. <laughs>